good morning. Welcome to the HRT is Good For You podcast, a programme about the benefits of using HRT, also known as hormone replacement therapy. I'm your host, Chloe Russell, and today we're going to be looking at bones and hormones, specifically coined as the medical term osteoporosis. More to be followed shortly, where I'll be speaking to Professor John Studd and how the London PMS and Menopause Clinic have their own resources for bones. I hope you enjoy the interview. Hello, Professor. Welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm fine. Fine. Good to talk to you. Oh, very good. I'm happy to be talking to you too. So in today's episode, we'll be discussing osteoporosis. And can you explain to me and the listeners what osteoporosis is? Osteoporosis is really thinning of the bones that occurs with age, and it makes them vulnerable to fracture. And it's much more common in women in as much as one in three women will have an osteoporotic fracture before they die, age 70 or 80. And this fracture can be of the hip, a fractured hip requiring replacement, or fracture of the spine, which then causes a loss of height and the hump, what we call the dowager's hump. What's that? Well, that's when there's been crushed fractures of the thoracic vertebra so that the woman sort of bends forward. You've seen them in the street. Old ladies of 80 or two shuffling around, bent over, and that's osteoporosis. Sounds quite painful. It is, yeah. What causes it? Well, it's caused by, by loss of estrogens. Now, it's a complex story because the bone is a living organism. It's laid down and taken up. And there are the cells that put down bone cells, and they're called osteoblasts. There's also cells that eat up bone cells, and they're called osteoclasts. The problem is, with age, the osteoclasts, the bone absorbers, are more common than the bone creators. So therefore you have this increasing, year by year, decrease in bone density and bone strength, and hence you have fractures. There's also another component, and that is collagen. We know that after the menopause, women lose collagen from their skin, their nails, their hair, their bladder, and the bone matrix, the scaffolding of the bone. So apart from this osteoblastic activity that's going on, there's also a loss of the collagenous bone matrix. Gosh, it sounds quite complicated. I hope not. <laughs> no, if not for you. You mentioned uh, women are, are more likely to be affected by this. Is that because of the different hormones in women to men? Yes, it's entirely due to that, um, that women lose their estrogens more abruptly and more directly than men lose their testosterone. I see. So that women age 45 or 50 start going through the menopause, they drop their estrogens, so therefore they no longer have the estrogen stimulation to 
produce more collagen and more bone. Who else would you classify as a high risk, apart from women, for osteoporosis? Well, that's a good point because there are certain factors in women and men, like if they have a sedentary lifestyle and don't exercise very much. Okay. Or if they have too much exercise and they're thin, very thin, because estrogens are created in the bone fat. And if a woman aged 30 has no bone fat, she'll have low bone density. Does that work on the other end for overweight people? Do they have more issues with their bones? Well, the, the overweight people, in a way, are, are protected from osteoporosis because they make estrogen in their body fat. And this is a, a complicated thing, really. Well, it shouldn't be because thin women get more osteoporosis. Fat women have less osteoporosis. But still there is um, a view that exercise helps. Now, exercise helps for all sorts of things. Your brain, your heart, your muscles, your mobility, and even your bones. But Hmm. not too much of it. Because the worst cases of osteoporosis in young women is in people who exercise too much. Whether really? They're, whether they're ballet dancers, whether they're athletes, whether they're gym addicts who go to the gym for one hour every day, they're the people who are thin and healthy, but thin, and they have low bone density, which may not be a problem when they're 30, but mm-hmm. it becomes a problem when they're young women of 50. How interesting. I had no idea that would the case that's quite scary and alarming really so what's the treatment would you say for preventing it quite young when it comes to lifestyle would you say hormones would benefit at a young age yes certainly certainly hormones do benefit from that young age they benefit from the people who are exercise freaks or anorectics which i forgot to mention the anorexia these women have very poor bones yeah. So, so getting your diet correct, getting your exercise under control, getting this addiction for exercise under control, that will help. But you also need estrogens in many of these people. Okay. And does the estrogen help the bones directly? Well, it helps the bones directly because it increases osteoblast activity okay. and it puts back collagen into the bone scaffolding. I believe that's the important thing about estrogens as they increase collagen to the bone. And also, I haven't mentioned yet, they do put the collagen back into the intervertebral discs. That's between the vertebra. So that prevents the the crushed fractures that cause this dowager's hump in older women. Mm, I see. So we've spoken about estrogen. How does testosterone have any other benefit to osteoporosis? Yes, it helps a little in women. Testosterone is good for many, many things. Energy, mood, libido, and bones. But the essential treatment 
for women is estrogen. Okay. Now, of course, testosterone brings you back to men. Mm. Now, although we've said that fractures occur in one in three women, the fractures also occur in one in 12 men. Okay. So it's not so common, but it's not rare. Yeah. One in 12 is not rare. And these men will have low testosterone and the bone responds very well to testosterone therapy. I see women, I'm sorry, I see men with, who need testosterone because they come along with sexual problems of impotence, poor sex drive, poor erections, and also tiredness and depression. But these men, it is strange, have men of 40 who have these sexual problems and they have a low testosterone because we measure that first. And if they have a low testosterone, they nearly always have low bone density. Now, that's, that's men age 40 and 50, of that sort of age group. Okay. How, how do you diagnose a patient with low bone density? Oh, we have a bone scanner. It's a very sophisticated, very accurate way of measuring the bone density of the spine and the hip. Is it different to the sort of scanners you get if you break a bone? Yes, because that's just x-ray. This is not an x-ray, but it does measure the bone density very accurately. And when we have such a, a machine, a logic machine, in our rooms in Wimpole Street. I see. If I was a patient coming in to get a scan, does it take a long time to do? All of five minutes. Is that five all? minutes. That's wow. all. That's not bad at all, is it? And you get the results there and then, and it can be very reassuring, particularly for thin women. Mm. Like I think you are, Chloe. <laughs> well, to be honest, after you've said the exercise thing, I'm just looking twice at myself. I'm like, oh dear. Yes, I, 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 I did hear you pause when I said that five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. I mean, like personally, during lockdown, especially, I'm trying to do more home workouts and I'm doing a program now where 30 minutes every day I'm, I'm doing some form of exercise. Well, that's very good for you, but keep it under control. Yeah. How, how do you mean by control? Do you mean the, the quantity of time? Well, I mean, you don't do one and a half hours, five or six days a week. That's not normal, unless you're an athlete. Yeah. Do you, do you find many athletes come to your clinic and there's issues with their bones? We have a few, but, but not many. But the athletes and the ballet dancers, they nearly always have very low bone density. What we see more are women who are healthy, thin, perhaps age 50 or 60, and they walk the dog for two hours a day. So therefore they think they're healthy, and they are healthy. But because they're thin, you measure their bones, and they're very low. Mm. So that's a danger. So. There is a lot of emphasis on exercise being good for bones. Exercise is good for all sorts of things, but too much is certainly bad for bones. I think that makes sense. 
I'll keep that in mind now. <laughs> so, Professor, we've looked at, we've explained what osteoporosis is. We've explained what causes it. We've looked at lifestyles. We haven't gone into too much depth at how does HRT help with osteoporosis. We've we've spoken about how the the hormones help individually, but as a whole treatment, the bone density is that is that a priority within the treatment? Well, uh, it just depends what the problems are. If the problems are hot flushes and insomnia, or you have depression or low libido, sexual problems because of a dry vagina, they would be the priority. Mm. But on passants, I would measure the bone density. And if that's low, that becomes an imperative to treat the patient for many, many years with transdermal estrogens. Hello and welcome back. How did you find today's episode? Is there anybody else thinking about how much they exercise each day now? (laughs) I am. It's all been very interesting to listen to and it's definitely been food for thought. If after listening to this episode you'd like to have your own bone density scanned, you can do so at the Osteoporosis Scanning Centre at 46 Wimpole Street, which is within the London PMS and Menopause Clinic. For contact information on this clinic, please visit our show notes. As always, a big thank you for listening, and if you know anyone that would benefit from listening to our content, please do share. From all of us at HRT is good for you, have a good day and take care. Bye bye.